What's up? What's up? This your boy Mark Curry from Hanging with Mr. Cooper. But you know what? Now I'm hanging with the homie Popo, politicking. You know how he do self help hip hop. That's right. Say that again. Say that fast. Self help hip hop. That's what. That's what's up. He representing San Diego, Oceanside, anything with a beach. He representing. That's right. He's trying to preserve hip hop culture. You know what I mean? I like that because we need to preserve it. Because pretty soon the youngsters ain't gonna even know what it. You know what's up you know what i mean he's also introducing future stars so get at him he got a podcast he's deep he's po po you know how you do it po po politician you spell that that's p p p how we feeling peace out uh popolitikin.com this is jackie's boy and i'm on popolitikin yeah check it out Kissing all over you Touching every part I knew That you like that freaky shit I do Don't stop, stay there, lay down, spread it, oh yeah When I kiss you there, you start to lose control It's like the touch of me makes you wanting more and more You start to shake your legs now you're all soaking wet Now I'm just wondering Can I do it once again? Can we do it till we do it again? Do it till we do it again Can we do it till we do it again? Put your legs Do 
welcome back to PolPolitikian.com, your home for self-help meets hip-hop. Make sure you go on Spotify, or on Apple Music, Google Play, uh, YouTube, wherever you listen to podcasts, type in PolPolitikian. Listen to some of our interviews since 2008. One, two, one, two, I'm in place to be with Jackie's boy. How you doing? Man, I'm blessed, bro. Oh, how you doing? I'm great, man. I already did some investigative work, so I found right. out it used to be a brother. So just start from the beginning, because I found out it was a brother and it was a team, right? It was two of y'all. Yeah, yeah. We were a writing duo called called the Jackie Boys. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, our, our our vibe was just a little bit of everything. We started out coming out to LA, coming out to LA together. We uh, did street performing and kind of worked our way up through the ranks or whatever, and, and started uh, kind of making our rounds from there. So yeah, um, my brother actually is... Uh, out of the business per se he's kind of doing more of a background thing but you know uh much love to my bro yeah i saw uh y'all worked on that song buzzing because i interviewed man yeah 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 yeah. so so what you said you you write the songs you're a songwriter like Mm -hmm. you write everything Mm -hmm. so so i saw you was working um you did a lot of songs like madonna so you saying you wrote all those all those songs yeah 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 i worked with uh uh, Madonna, Chris Brown, Charlie Wilson, Flo Rida, Johnny Gill, New Edition, uh, man, a lot, lot of artists, Ronald Isley. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I mainly do the uh, the top line, which is the the songwriting. So, how did you get into how did you get into the field? Like, just start from your your background. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, originally I'm from Savannah, Georgia, so I started out, you know, always being in love with music and just like falling in love with the with the the way of just how songs are put together i was always intrigued by how you know how it came to came to be about and you know so um i remember my mom always playing you know great artists roger and zap and like you know uh funk and just all these different artists so um that really kind of caught my wind and caught my spirits of just kind of diving into r&b and just music in general so i started writing my song i wrote my first song at like eight and then it was trash and then uh, I wanted to, you, you know, and, do you remember? Man, it? I bet barely. I think the song was called "Just Another One," and it was uh, like about a love triangle. And I was like the girl who, who the girl liked another guy. It was some crazy stuff, bro. Like I don't even know <laughs> what was I even thinking about <laughs> to be writing these deep songs. So I guess it was kind of, you know. Uh, meant to be that I would become a, a, a singer and a songwriter. So who are some of your favorite songwriters? Oof, we could be here all day. Uh, I think my ultimate favorite, because uh, they all come in waves, would be Babyface. Um, uh, he's, uh, Kenny Evans is just, you know, an OG. I mean, really, just the way he puts songs together, and he's been doing it for so many, many, many years. So I probably say he was my favorite, and then after that I probably go to uh, Diane Warren, who's another one of my favorites. Then I probably have to go uh, Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, another one of my favorites. Uh, Holland Dozier Holland uh, out of the Motown uh, camp back in the day. So I mean it, it's so many. Smokey Robinson, man, be here for days. So what makes a good song? Truth. I think truth makes a good song. I think when you write something that's truthful and that connects with people in a way that's undeniable, uh, people feel it. It hit different, you know. 
Um, I remember I, I, I talked to a, a psychic uh, about three or four years ago. And she told me, she said, your songs will continue to be successful if you speak truth in your, in your music. And, uh, and it's been working so far. So I have to say, man, it's truth is, is really where I think wins. So like with the, like the songwriting process, is it like you already have the songs and you're giving it to them or are you like, or are you in the studio writing the song with them? Um, it all depends, right? So some artists I've been in the studio working with them and then some artists, you know, I work on the song, get it over to them and then they record it. It just really all depends on how busy the artist is sometimes. And then, you know, what kind of availability, like for Chris Brown, um, I had the privilege of, of coming out to Orlando with very other many successful artists, writers, excuse me, songwriters and artists too. Um, Pooh Bear, for example, uh, Dre, um, Dre and Vidal, for example, uh, Cool and Dre as well. So um, I was out there and uh, it was got more of a hands-on experience with Chris. Um, but as far as Madonna goes, you know, I wrote the record, uh, you know, submitted the record, and then um, it took about three to four months for her people to get back and actually want to record the song. Mm. That's tight. Yeah. So say, it all differs. Yeah, that's cool. I would say, so describe your process when you're writing a song. Like, well, how does it go? Like, you're a creative process. For me, I'm 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 all about melody. I like I'm a melody guy, and I think that most people who listen to music are melody people. They uh, hear that first before they even go into the lyrics. So I try to make sure that I'm giving you something um, that can uh, I guess I call it ear candy, if you will, where you know the the audience is getting something that's going to be infectious and catchy and sticky. You know what I'm saying? So that when it hits your eardrum, you go, okay. All right, I can hear that melody. I can sing that melody. I can sing back to someone that melody. Um, so I start with doing melody first, and then after that, I'll come out. I'll listen to listen to a bunch of freestyles I've done melodically, and then I'll start to piece the song together the way that I hear it. Um, after that, lyrics are uh, followed by, and then you know overall concept um, after that. So do you do like rap songs too? You do hip hop? And I do a little. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, who you ghostwrite for? I want to know who you're going to do. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this record called Sugar, I wrote, uh, called by Flo Rida, uh, um, uh, called Sugar featuring Winter Gordon. You guys can check that out. Um, also, Buzzin um, wrote wrote the rap, wrote some raps on that as well. Um, now, I don't take all credit for writing all the raps. You know what I'm saying? These these talented artists bring something great to the table. I'm just able to help, and you know, because I you know been growing up around hip hop all my life. You know, it's just another part of the uh, of the tool belt that I have. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I actually, uh, I don't know if you know this guy. I actually just interviewed Andre Merritt. You know him? That's my big bro, man. That is yeah. my big brother. So I see uh, both. Oh, yeah. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. You know what you were saying? Say that again? I said what you were saying about him. Oh, no, I was going to say uh, Andre Merritt is one of the reasons I'm I'm where I'm at right now to this day. Andre was one of the people who I reached out through MySpace, believe it or not, kind of showing my age right now. I reached out to him through MySpace and uh, we wanted to connect me and my brother and said, hey, we'd love for you to give us a shot. And he didn't know me at all from Can of Paint, but said, come to the studio. I came to the studio in LA. We, I played demos for him and, and we just connected and he just stayed in touch with us. And uh, yeah, so he's, he's, he's a big bro. I love him to death, man. 
Yeah, he's cool. I was actually the only reason I, I mentioned his name because I was saying you reminded me of him because you're doing the same thing he's doing now. Like he's he's coming yeah. out trying to sing. So I was like, I guess both of y'all feel the same way after a while. Y'all wanted to start. You know, y'all don't want to do the right. You want to perform more. Well, well, I think it's a natural evolution, right? I just think sometimes some people's are quicker than others. But I think that most songwriters have a underlining passion to become artists themselves. And and most are, and I think you get some of the most successful artists uh, from songwriters. Uh, I mean, you look at the history, right? Neo uh, started out as being a songwriter, and you know, back in back in the day. I mean, Smokey Robinson wrote songs not only for himself but for other artists. So um, I think every artist has that kind of thing inside of them that allows them to uh, have more or want to put put out more. Uh, Sia is another example. So I think yeah, it's, it's it's in there. It's just whenever we decide to let it out, and that's when it that's when it works. I'm trying to figure something out. Is there any songwriters that are good dancers? And are any dancers good songwriters? Because like almost like you can't do both. Because <laughs> I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. I don't know too many songwriters that really can dance, and I don't know. Neil can dance. Mm, no, I was thinking about him, but I was like, uh. <laughs> I, I mean, guess. I seen. I mean, I've seen some videos. That he he dance. I mean, now when you talk about Chris Brown's a writer, Chris Brown can dance. Oh, so he writes. I mean, he writes too. He writes like he's not. He's not for for, for play play. He he's like a, a a solidified songwriter. So I probably would say he's our best example. So then I heard your um, I heard a song you just did with uh, I want to say God for Boys and Men, Sean Stockman. Yeah, Sean Stockman. Yeah. Okay, and I'm trying to figure out, okay, what part are you singing? What part is he singing? So one <laughs> sing. I'm trying to figure out who it is. He is on the second verse, and now I'm on the first verse. Okay, so you can sing. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, A little bit. <laughs> it was sounding good. I was like, damn, it just sounds good. And I was you, see, like, you, see, you seem surprised. You're like, oh, okay, you can sing. <laughs> I just, I, I'm like listening to it. I'm like, which one is Boys the Men? I love but, it. Yeah, that's crazy, right? That song is really, really, I mean, yeah. I mean, you, like I said, you actually, you always chimed in on the song. That's really good. I like how yeah, it had a real good, uh, a real good R&B sound to it. So can you talk about Thank you, man. I think that that song is, to me, is like uh, the perfect combination of classic R&B and modern R&B and like just came together like a like an asteroid, you know what I'm saying, hitting the earth. It's just like one of those things that I think that was meant to happen, and the song is doing very well. I'm so happy to say, you know, it's def- it's 23 on the digital charts right now, so it's 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 doing well, and and it's and it's showing that people are really receptive to the song. The lyric video just came out today. It's super sexy, so you know, definitely check that out, man. So it's it's an honor to work with Sean. When I tell you, he's an OG. I mean, he's been doing this for for many moons, and for him to give a shot, like you know me a shot i'm honored you know what i'm saying because yeah i've had you know accolades as a writer but as an artist it's a whole different playing field so for him to want to vouch and put his name next to mine as an artist it means the world and i'm honored so what else are your other pro- um, projects you're working on with the music like oh um, well, right now i'm really focused on finishing this album uh I- i'm working also on a mixtape uh dedicated to the black lives movement and progression of black people in this country um so i'm i'm pretty staying pretty busy trying to make sure that i you know create music that i love um 
as far as writing for others, you know, I'm always kind of dipping in and out. Uh, I've been working with a rock band named Camilla, a Spanish rock band who's been won a bunch of Grammys and, and very successful. So I'm working on that. I've kind of doing a lot more Spanish stuff at the moment on the writing side. But um, but yeah, just, just try to stay busy. So you're bilingual? A little bit, a little bit. Mainly I, I do uh, I do melody. Oh. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do the melody and I do the lyrics and they translate it. So it, it, it's a win-win for me because it allows me to tap into different art and different genre. I just, like I said, melody is king. You know, when you're able to speak the language of melody in different cultures and different genres of music, you can do anything. Man, what are you talking about? Like, you know, because they might not know. So when you're saying melody, what part are you talking about? I'm talking about the la 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 melody. Oh, okay. Just the thing that people can hear before they hear the lyrics. You know what I'm saying? So uh, for me, every R&B has its own, you know, significant melodies. And rock has its own kind of thing. And Spanish has its own little, like uh, Latin music has its own thing. So you know, once you can kind of find out what waves makes the most sense and, and, and cater to those melodies, that's it. Man, we was asking, uh, we've been asking a lot of the male R&B singers, what happened to the male R&B groups? Where are they at? Think the... I think the male, last one I remember is like Pretty Ricky. I don't know nothing after Pretty Ricky. I think they the last well, one. I, I, I think that R&B took a nosedive, and I'm going to be honest with you. I think that the reason why R&B took a nosedive, and that goes for the R&B groups and the R&B singers, is because we kind of lost the identity of what made us R&B altogether, right? We talk about the um, the culture of hip-hop and the preservation of hip-hop, mm-hmm. but I think along the way we lost the identity of R&B music. And uh, we have to get it back. And I think the generation that is listening to Hip hop, hip hop, and R and B have now kind of real think is more gravitated more towards hip hop than anything, and you know hopefully we can be able to kind of change that a little bit to where R and B can stand alone, and people will want to see more groups, want to see more R and B artists um, at the forefront. Um, I created a music label dedicated to just that. Um, it's called Big Circle Music Group, and uh, it's dedicated to R and B music and bringing it back, you know, to, to, to its heyday. Um, like I said, when I, I'm not trying to li- relive a certain area, you know what I'm saying? This ain't make, you know, R&B great again. This is just make R&B stand alone at this point to where it can be able to be deciphered between the two um, and not just be bunched up into one. Man, even I remember, uh, I think it was Stephanie Mills talking about this, but I remember, you know, like for a while, it's like the the top R and B artist is like Adele, Justin Timberlake. So it's like the white artists are the top artists, and then when you listen to them, they sounded how it used to sound. So it's like they took our sound a little bit, and we sitting there doing the um, the rapping and singing. It's like too much of that going on with R and B now. You don't know it's not R and B no more. It's too much rap. It isn't. It isn't. I think there's a huge. Uh, uh, it's a huge level of, uh, in my opinion, discrimination. You know, uh, certain radio stations will play a Sam Smith, um, but won't play a Tyrese. You know what I'm saying? Both have the same song, Stay With Me. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, you know, unfortunate that these major radio stations who deal with pop music don't understand the value of, of, of Black artists the way that they should. 
and uh, we we gotta we gotta we gotta fix it. And I think the the plan is to be able to, you know, get get some equal playing field on on both sides to where uh, you know you will listen and love black music just as much as you let you love your favorite you know white artist singing R and B. Um, also, too, I think that most you know white R and B artists they don't, in my opinion, they don't give back. You oh, know yeah. what I'm saying? They don't give back to the art. They don't give back to the creator. Um, and no shade. It's just it just is what it is. I mean, when you know there was an interview um, with a gentleman who wrote a lot of Elvis's hits back in the day. Yeah. And uh, you know the inter- the interviewer, and I think this was Johnny Carson or something like that, asked him, you know, have you ever met Elvis before? And he said, No, I never met Elvis. And to me, that's sad. That you know, you know, an artist is being used for their gift and their talent but not getting the proper platform that they need. And when I tell you, when this guy sung, he sounded better than Elvis, but almost like you can tell what Elvis got it from. Oh, yeah. It's been like that for a while with a lot of artists. Absolutely. Did you Absolutely. hear about, uh, I was even, how they was talking about Little Richard, man. He he paid the way for a lot of people. Well, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's he's the godfather of rock and roll. You know, him, uh, Chubby Checker, you know what I'm saying? These guys invented the sound that, that was taken and, uh, and, and changed and remixed, but it's still the same thing. And I think that's what R&B, you know, R&B is one of those art forms that's taken by every genre, country music as well. And, and, and I would, you know, we have to start, they have to start giving back to the art, have to give, start, give, give back to the creator. I think this is a perfect time. Obviously, you see the world is changing. People are fighting for equality all across the board. So I think and hope the music will be the same way. I mean, even with Little Richard, like, okay, he's the godfather of rock and roll, but I mean, how many black rock and roll groups do you know? I don't even know one. So how is he the godfather? But then we don't have no, like I said, it kind of, you already see what happened with rock and roll. So then it's kind of same thing happened with R&B, same thing happened with hip hop. So. Yeah, I think we got to do a better job of keeping it together. Yeah. All right, then what are some of your interests outside of music? Man, I love business, man. You know, been a, been been in the business, doing business for a while. Like I said, with this label is extremely, extremely important to me. Uh, seeing other artists kind of live out their dreams and, and, and following their path in music is super important to me. Uh, I actually have a songwriting masterclass as well, where uh, people can go online and and learn about how I, you know, create music. Um, as far as hobbies go, I don't have too many hobbies. I got like three kids and a wife, so <laughs> I really don't got time for anything you got three else. Kids? You said like got, three kids. <laughs> I got three kids. Oh, you said I got like three kids. Okay. Like, got one. Oh no, I got three. So it's I, that keeps me pretty busy. But you know, honestly, uh, I, I just love music so much and doing different facets in the music. But what do you love about music? What do I love about music? I love that I can be free to be myself. I don't have to uh, work a job that I don't like. <laughs> I don't have to be boxing. I paid my dues a long time ago where I told myself I would not work a regular job if I was really going to take this seriously. And that was 15 years ago. And, uh, you know, I never worked a job since because I knew this was something I always wanted to do. And it was How many years did it take you to get there? Where you, like, so what year did you think you like? When I took it seriously, it took five years. Uh, so I started singing on the streets of uh, L.A. in uh, the beach, Santa Monica. And uh, it was five years. 
um, before anyone noticed and started paying attention in that regard. You were singing on the streets? Mm-hmm. How long you was doing that for? Five years. Five years? Every, how long? How many days? Uh, Four days a week. Five days a week, oh. somewhere around there. I would take the weekends off, but five days a week. Um, and yeah, different different places, spots. You know, I have a tip tip box, tip jar, and uh, and, and work. You know, kill it. <laughs> How many hours you was doing that for? Uh, six hours a day. Damn, that's cool. What you singing is everything. Do wop. Uh, I mean, you name it. You know. Uh, I, I tried to cater towards what was on the radio, you know, because obviously more people who pass by, if they hear something that sounds familiar and you sound halfway decent, then they'll give you some money. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, but also, too, I, I tried to do the greats, do the My Girls and the, you know, the Smokey Robinson records and all those things, too. What made you do that? Exposure. I was, doing it, I was doing it in Savannah. Actually, a good friend of mine named Justin. Um, he he was one of the people who first put me on to like busking and was like, yo, you can, you know, you got a voice. If you got a voice, you could get people to stop and get people to give. So that's what I did in Savannah. And I did that for like four or five years before, prior to coming to L.A. And I realized it was working. So then how did you go from that to this? <laughs> that's like a whole nother step. That's a, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. About quantum jumping. That's a quantum jump. <laughs> well, uh, it all connected by just somebody seeing me on the pier, uh, seeing me and my, my brother on the pier and said, hey, you got talent. Let's see what we can do. And then uh, I went to Atlantic Records, had a meeting at Atlantic Records, and then that was it. And where your movie at? You ain't going to have no movie or nothing? That's a <laughs> movie or something. Literally. You know, I got more. I got. I got more living to do. But when I tell you, it's it, it would be a crazy story. Um, you know, I've I, I contemplated on putting a book together because there's there's so many just things in my life that I've experienced that I hopefully can help others with it. Can you give us give us one interesting story? Because people said they want to start. They want me to start asking that. So give us one story. Celebrity story. What life story? What what? You say interesting story. Interesting story. All right. I'll tell you a story. So um, one day I'm singing in Burbank and, um, you know, singing like uh, Chris Brown with you or something like that. So we see this little girl uh, come up to where I'm singing. She's just look, look, just looking at me and staring. And she's just kind of nodding her head. And uh, and I'm like, oh, OK, cool. And, you know, she didn't put any money in, but she was just sitting and nodding her head. And then uh, she just runs back to wherever she was at. She kind of got out of my line of sight. And the next thing you know, uh, she brings, uh, she comes back with her sister. And her sister, at the time, I didn't know this, but it was Hannah Montana, Miley hmm. Cyrus. So Miley Cyrus is listening, and then she gives some money. And then she waits till I'm done singing, and she goes, um, hey, what's up? My name is Miley Cyrus. I, I work over at Disney. Uh, I'm going to let you know that I think your voice is amazing, and I would love to be able to, you know, see if I can help you guys get something happening at Disney. And I was like, okay, cool. And she said, well, let me take your number and I'll call you back. And I mean, I'll, I'll get in touch with you. So at the time I'm thinking, everybody says that, you know, cause at the prior times before we've had people say, let me get your number or let me, I'm gonna see what I can do for you. And it never happens. So um, I went to the gas station. We got, I got done singing, went to the gas station, pumping the gas. I get a call and it's a, it's a, 
818 number and I didn't know the number. So someone said, just pick up the number, pick up the phone call, picked it up. I say, hello. She goes, hey, what's up? This is Miley. I'm like, oh, what's up, Miley? She goes, uh, she goes, yeah, I just want to let you know I was serious. Here's my number. Lock me in. I got you set up with a studio session um, in a couple of days. Can you make it? I say, yeah, I can make it. So me and my brother, <laughs> so me and my brother go from you know just singing on the street to being in a studio session at what you know Miley Cyrus, Hannah Montana, whatever you want to call it at the time. And uh, she just goes, you know, I think I think you're amazing. I think you're talented. You got something special. I did a song right then and there in that studio, and uh, and to this day she has been super cool and supportive of the journey that I've been on and the success that I've had. That's cool. Yeah. So was you with her when she was twerking and everything too? No, I was not with her when she was. <laughs> nah, nah, nah. But but it was cool to see you know for people like that to give you props and go, hey, I knew you were special. Um, because everything is all about a gut. You get a gut feeling about anything. If you see something that you like, or you go, you know, or you see a person that you think has talent, you just take a good take a chance. And just to know that her chance was right was really cool. So what would you tell her? Uh, Tell anybody kind of going through, because you kind of just went, like, it's like full circle. So how, what would you tell, like, a new artist now that's kind of, like, I guess if you was that same, that same, that's, that person now, somebody at the beach singing or something like that, yeah. you tell them. Uh, I would say, man, uh, consistency. You know, the the more you do something, right, the, the better you'll be at it. And at the same time, the more you'll be um, uh, impervious to quitting. You know what I'm saying? You won't, it won't. It won't bother you when you see other people falling off and not doing something. But if you stay active and stay on it and stay diligent, you're going to be able to um, attain. And uh, I saw an interview with Nipsey Hussle and he was talking about the only thing that was different for me was I didn't quit. And I would probably say that to everybody that's listening and just watching is not quitting is the key element. It's not rocket science. If you just don't quit, you'll be able to get further than where you're trying to go. But I was going to say, the only thing, like, I think he, he left out on that part is, like, some people, they don't quit, but then they don't improve. So it's like, you can't just keep doing it, but then you don't, you just don't improve. Well, uh, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I think that's, that's I, I, it's, it's, I think it's kind of impossible to to not quit and not be better. I don't, I, I feel I like you, <laughs> yeah, don't get me wrong, yeah. don't get me wrong, you can't go from, some people, excuse me, you can't, some people can't go from, you know, a terrible rapper to Jay-Z, you know what I'm saying? But the more you do things, the needle moves a little bit. And some for some people, I've, I mean, I've met artists who, you know, said, yo, I used to suck back in the day. And now I can sing, you know, with the best of them. So, you know, I think it all helps. But not quitting is definitely going to be worse. So, so maybe they're not putting enough time into it. Like, cause you know, some people, they say, oh, I've been doing it for 10 years. But when you really look at it, like, have you really, like, okay, 10 years, but how much time did you spend on each day? That's like when I asked you, I was like, how much time did you spend seeing each day? Absolutely. Some people, they might say, oh, I do it every day. But when you look at it, they spend like one day a week. Yeah, I think it's the 10,000 hour rule. You yeah, know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, if you put any hours, you can't help but get better. You know what I'm saying? It, it, it's inevitable. All right. What would you like to say to your fans and supporters? Uh, I would just like to say... Thank you. Uh, and then also, you know, check out my new single, Do It Again. The lyric video is up right now at the moment. Um, and just I appreciate you walking with me on this journey and just just being so supportive. Um, I'm actually on live right now. Shout out to my 
my people, my fans. Um, and uh, yeah, just just stay tuned. There's gonna be great things on the way. All right, man. I want to say thanks for coming through politicking with me. Oh, of course, man. Thank you for having me. I love your platform, man. It's amazing. Yeah, we're gonna have to link up again, man. Thanks, bro. I think you just your whole angle is different, man. You gotta give them the uh pursuit of happiness angle, man. You go, you go, shit, you gotta play that angle, man. You gotta come out with documentary, <laughs> motivation, all that. That's all that, man. Even, um, I don't know if you know Michael Collier. He used to do the same thing. He used to go to Venice Beach and he used to do uh, stand up. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, man. I, I've, I've seen several artists, um, comedians, artists, whatever, just, you know, you start out, start out that way singing on the streets, man, and doing their thing on the streets. So it's effective. All right, man. What's your social media again? Everything is Jackie's boy, J-A-C-K-I-E-S-B-O-Y. Now that's your mom, right? Yeah, my mom. Her name was Jackie. What's up, everybody? This is Poe from PolePolitikin.com. I'm, I'm into wholesale real estate. I did an online course, and I thought it was pretty cool, so I want to share it with y'all. The name of the course is called The Varsity Class, and it's an online course that will teach you the tools to become a real estate investor. This course will show you everything you need to know about wholesaling properties and real estate that can potentially earn you $5,000, $10,000, $20,000 or more. So you can make a lot of money in this wholesale real estate. This is a good course to get you uh, get your foot in the door. So you can change your life today. And the link is bit.ly backslash Poe Homes. So bit.ly backslash Poe Homes with an S. So thank you. Check it out. I'll holla. Thanks for listening to Poe Politicking. Like I said, this is self-help meets hip-hop. Try to interview the artists or whoever I'm interviewing. Just try to get a little bit more than just the music or just the entertainment. Try to get some, some stuff that you can use in your life that they're saying. And this is, uh, like they say, I got it out the mud. So 2008, we started it and been doing it this whole time. So I appreciate all the listeners we have, all my loyal listeners that stay, stay down and listen to every episode. So if you want to be a guest, make sure you got some five. I want some heat. But you can contact me at polepoliticking at gmail.com. Yeah, if you want to be a guest, hit me up. And also make sure you check out the store. We sell merch, rapper t-shirts.com. Rapper t-shirts.com. So I got the pole politicking merch on there. Got rapper t-shirts, got men's fashion, women's fashion, got cool stuff on there. Anybody, you know, you want to make donations, you just like what you hear, you like, it's cool. I want to support this, keep going, because you know. Takes money to build this and keep growing it. It's a uh, cash app dollar sign pole politic and that's P O P O L I T I C K I N. I appreciate that or PayPal, Demo. It's always pole politic and we also look for sponsors. So if you have a book, you have an album you're about to come out with, your record label, your uh, magazine, anybody that has something they're trying to promote. Let me know. You can email me at polepoliticking at gmail. And we can work something out, work out a deal. But yeah, I'm looking for sponsors. So hit me up. And I appreciate all the support. And I'll see you next episode. Ahala. Polepoliticking.com.